Welcome to the Farm Yarns Podcast, where we rip off the filters and get stuck into some topics. Have something you want said? Let us know by email farmyarns at farmsofice.com.au. There'll be some of these, but there'll also be some of these. G'day and welcome to this week's Farm Yarns, where we get to know the person a little bit more behind the audio. What drives them? What motivates them? What's their biggest fear? And how do they stay so motivated? This week, Sandra Irison kicking it off for your Friday. Let's get into it. Well, Sandra, we had you on the Farmswise podcast, but now we're finding a little bit about the person behind the audio. Who is Sandra Irison? I was asking myself before, so I thought I'd get you on a farm yarn. Welcome to Farm Yarns. Oh, thanks, Jack. Thanks for having me on um, Farm Yarns as well. Um, it's great to be here and, and, and have a chat. Absolutely. The duopoly. But, cool. Well, I've taken a few tips from other podcasters. They tend to open up about, how are you, Sandra? What are you up to? How are you feeling currently? Um, yeah, I'm going pretty well. I'm a bit pretty busy got a few balloons in the air as some may call it um and maybe i need to let a couple go occasionally but um uh all going really well got um a bit of community action happening uh work on farm and uh and through my program management but um yeah i like to keep busy so that's good absolutely and it's a very busy period for us as farmers currently whether that you're got livestock or cropping you're carving down or your lambs are on the ground as well so great great stuff and great to hear your keeping your hands pretty occupied over there. But for yourself, Sandra, what's your morning routine? How do you start the day? Yeah, my routine, it, routine, it varies every day. Um, if I've got a fair bit happening in the office, I'll try and get in there really early before I get um, – so I'm on my farm with my husband, um, yep. who's called Yabby, uh, before I get the call out to, can you come and just help <laughs> – this so I try and smash out a bit of work if I can first thing in the morning and I think I work better then but um first thing probably is feeding any sort of animal that may need help which could be a potty calf potty lamb a horse whatever so um that sort of takes precedence before um yeah before I sort of jump into the office or back out in the paddock depending what we're doing um and if I'm really feeling good I can sometimes sneak in a little uh yoga class um depending if I'm in heading into town or um and just doing it at home. So try to do that too. Beautiful. Remote yoga. Did you say your husband's name's Yabby? Yeah, that's his nickname. Yep. How do you get that? I'm intrigued. Uh, we'll get out college way back, way back. Yeah, so uni, yeah. our college days. And it's stuck. Yeah, so he's still a Yabby. Of course, that's where most nicknames are born, I think. Yep, I think so. And for yourself in 60 seconds, tell me your favourite memory on farm. Um, I think my favourite memory would be watching my whole, my three children and hubby um, and us all working together happily sometimes in the yards um, and mustering together, just that, you know, all being together and, and working working together has been fantastic and, and watching watching them learn as, as they do that. So that's my favourite memories. Great stuff, yeah. Pretty special as family farmers as well to retain that and remember everything about it as well. But. For yourself, you may have a couple in your life, but who's been the most influential person for you? Uh, I think it would have to be Yabby the hubby. 
Um, he's been pretty influential. Uh, we, you know, work together in a partnership um, on our farm together. Uh, we've been here uh, for about, we've had this property ourselves for uh, 16 years now. So it was with a family partnership of his family before that and property was sold and we bought another one. So um, I think he has influenced my life. Um, at times in my life, I have wanted to be an oyster farmer and not a beef farmer, but um, but that's all good. I will get there one day. So, uh, yeah, I'd say he would have to be one of the most influential people in my life, as well as my parents too. They were fantastic um, and, and, and farm and my mum's still still alive and very um, active in the community at 86. So she she's a very good role model too um, as a woman in ag um, and still, you know, in a rural community and doing a lot of community work too. Amazing. And a myth you'd like to debunk about agriculture. You can take this anywhere you want. Well, I think it's a... The fact that there's no jobs in ag and we know if there's a drought or there's a flood or, you know, that, that there is no jobs. Um, I've had that, those calls a bit when I'm um, doing with, through the Rural Education Program, Hey Inc. Um, and look, there is. There's so many jobs out there and especially over the years that, you know, and there are a variety of jobs and you don't have to be just working on a farm and a bloke and, uh, you know, have good big muscles. You can be doing you know interesting work in an office from you know we all know right through the technology side of things to um, you know marketing everything so I think that we still need to debunk that that it's not just you're on a farm and you have to own a farm you can be be working in agriculture doing lots of different things yeah I like that one we haven't had that one so really good and I always try to come up with a 50 50 question for people help you a collie but I was thinking I might have replaced collie with cattle dog blue healer or red healer uh, no, you don't need to because it's definitely Kelpie yeah. um, because we, we actually have a bit of a Kelpie breeding program here too. So um, Belmont Kelpies, which sort of we've been going for about, oh, yeah, 15 years or so now. So um, no, they've got a social account too, but it's probably not as active as it was when the kids were at boarding school. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Bill, uh, Kelpies definitely. I think we've got a, quite a few. My son's um, contracting at the moment, so he's got a, a four of the – the crew so and we've got another three here so at the moment we've got quite a few definitely and a litter coming up or you just had one yes could be a litter coming up but we haven't we haven't bred for um a couple of years we've sort of been building up on younger dogs that we've got um sort of outsourced the, the breeding a bit and sort of joining with other uh, other dogs in the in the district so um yeah which has been good amazing and like Lately, I was on the news before talking about the mental health and the struggles that farms are going through. With the Norco and NFF, they did a report just to see a sample size of how mm. farmers are actually going. And it looks like and is that farmers are struggling, especially those within the natural disaster areas. But it's important to know how others take care of themselves. And maybe that's a good avenue for those that are tuning in today. But how do you take look after yourself, Sandra? What's your time for you? Um, yeah, I think um, living in an isolated area, like I'm sort of 85 k's from town, I think, you know, you've got to make that make an effort to have, get that social interaction um, and and you've got to really make the effort to do that. And I think that's really important that you can just get bogged down on your everyday being on the farm and um, doing, doing the same old thing. Um, you've got to be around other people and engage with them. And I think that's – and look after yourself with, you know, your health and um, – 
and, and you know, get all your, your tests and everything, um, look after your health and, and exercise, you know, yoga. I try to do a bit of yoga when I can, which is good. But I think, you know, socialising and being around, you know, mates, have a few girls over or, you know, get, get together is really important. And, and it can be really hard, especially during, you know, we've had flood times here and our local pubs sort of closed at the moment while the roads are shut. And, and you just, you know, you can see people aren't getting together. So um, I think it's really important that we sort of have social events that, that pe people can get off farm and get together and, and, and share their share their, their thoughts. Absolutely, especially after COVID when pro people probably got used to being on their own for so long and they haven't really thought about that. So to get them over that, yeah. get out, get social. Yes, absolutely. And, and during the drought, we had quite a few programs out here through our community that we used to, to you know, put things on and that was so important and, and so good. And I think, you know, we probably did need a bit more of that happening now too. Yeah, absolutely. In those sort of average years as well, it's still pretty important to continue that on and create the consistency. Yes, yes. And, and think, you know, get out there and, and get social. 100%. But Sandra, what's your deepest fear? What do you fear the most? I think I fear, sometimes I fear farm accident a bit. Um, I guess I just, you know, you, you, you're working in sometimes a fairly uh, industry where, there, you know, something can happen pretty quickly. Um, not I'm touch wood that we haven't had any major issues, but, yeah, I guess that, you know, on-farm accidents sometimes is, is probably my biggest fear, so I try to mitigate those and I am told that I'm I'm a worrier. Stop worrying, but I'm, said I'm, I tell them I'm the workplace health person. <laughs> yeah, it's a good way to be. It's probably better to worry about that than not even sort of think about it in the back of your mind, isn't it? Yeah, just, and, but, yeah, just, and, and things like, safety of so it's my husband and I here on our phone and I use you know so I'll probably sound like a stalker but I use live 360 just to you know our paddocks you know one of our properties sort of 30 k's away and it's fairly isolated so um you know you know where they are if, if they um you know fall off a motorbike or something you can at least have an idea of where, you, where to go looking um yeah. and then you do know if they're at the pub getting the mail and then you don't have to worry so <laughs> Even more the case when you're dealing with like the two in one man band sort of stuff and they go out in the two, the long paddock or out into their own paddocks and stuff. I think that's pretty vital as well. But what are you most excited about in 2023? Do you have a project coming up or you're just a special milestone? Um, well, it's been, it's been a busy already doing the red meat ambassador program has been fantastic and um gave me a lot of confidence um and new networks which is great um but i'm also co-convening um a thriving women's conference for the first time it's been used uh, been held in new south wales so that's connecting um, women through agriculture they um uh, it's Orpus by um, a group called Wattle, Women Together Learning from South Australia. So they've had the conference over there, um, three conferences that's since about 2015, I think. So they had one last year as well and they wanted to roll it out into New South Wales and um, I was contacted if I would like to co-convene with Lisa Anderson from Wagga. So we've got a fantastic program lined up and we'll be launching the tickets on the 3rd of May. So um It'll be great. First time in New South Wales. I have been to the one in South Australia back in 2018. It was awesome. So really great um, to give this opportunity to um, women in, in agricultural and men. Uh, welcome to come along too. Um, yeah, in, in our sort of southern New South Wales area. Beautiful. Well, you'll have to send me the link to the tickets and I can put it into this episode. That'd be great. Thanks.
I will, Jack. Amazing. And tell us something, tell us, the audience, something that they may not know about you. What's something? Um, I'm a twin. I've got an identical twin sister. Uh, so sometimes on the social picture we used to pop up and people used to go, so how come they didn't put your name in it? Linda. So she lives in the Northern Territory uh, and, and she and her husband work up there in government um, in agriculture as well, sort of, um, and natural resources and policy and things in up there in Darwin. So, um, yeah, I have, I'm a twin, so maybe the audience doesn't know that. Who's the older or younger one? Oh, I'm younger by about 10 minutes. You've got a nice and bit fresher. Yes, that's right. And what's your favourite productivity hack? Well, at the moment, I'm just loving Starlink, but that's just um, an overall fantastic thing. Um, yeah, I mean, then being is okay. Sorry? I was going to mention that your call was quite crystal clear. Yeah, thanks, Starlink, Elon. Hopefully it stays yeah, that way. We got that the other day as well, so we'll have to give it a run for its money as well. It's it's great. I mean, I just find just, you know, uploading, uh, doing all my bass and all that sort of stuff, it's just so much quicker to just zips through. The other little hack I got from um, Joe Palmer, it's like working from home and trying to stay on task when I'm, you know, multitasking a few different organisations and, and doing, you know, the farm books and things like that is the Pompadour timer, which is like a um, a tomato timer for 20 minutes. Have you heard of that? Yeah, I, I use I use that a lot when I was over in Europe more so, but a bit hard with farming tasks, but definitely for sitting down in the office and uh, doing a bit of paperwork. That's a good one. Yes, yeah, that's great, Jess. And just, yeah, keeping me, yeah, I sort of use that and um, to write a few lists as well. So, but, um, yeah, lo loving Starlink um, and it's just, yeah, great that when we can all sort of yeah, do so much more with it now too. Great to see. And if you weren't doing what you're doing, what would Sandra be doing? Um, oh, I'd be lying on a beach <laughs> somewhere. I do love the beach. Um, and I, I really... Uh, well, I'm sorry, I really enjoy um, events, PR, that sort of stuff as well, um, and, and linking the two, agriculture. Well, I'm sort of doing that now, so it has to be something I wasn't doing. Yeah, I'd be lying, just lying on a beach and, and going to things, like probably not working, no. Join you with an espresso or two as well. They're good. Yeah, yeah, it'd be espresso martinis would be nice. Yeah. To cap it off, the farm Farmers Book Club, are you a bookworm, book reader? Uh, yeah, not, not as much as I used to be. I need to probably get more into that. I think I spend more time sort of looking through online stuff more than reading books, but um, got a few done in the holidays. But uh, my I don't know if you've had this one before, but The Resilient Farmer by Doug Avery. From, he's a New Zealander. Have you read that one? I haven't. I haven't even heard of it, so that's a good one. Yeah, it's really good. Um, my mum actually bought it for my brother who's um, home on our um, family farm quite a few years ago now oh I think about probably four or five years but yeah um it's good it's a good read it's um yeah he's it's he went through quite a bit um and you know issues with what's happening in New Zealand um yeah it's it's a good read fantastic no it's always good to see more sort of farming related books that are based around Australia or New Zealand yeah yeah exactly and you know that are just sort of someone's story but with some really good messages in there to learn from Beautiful. Well, Sandra, that wraps us up for Farm Yarn. So thanks for coming on for a good yarn and twisting one out there. That was really good.
Right. Thanks. Thanks, Jack. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, not really doing done podcasts much before. So after this episode, did you pull a few similarities throughout it? Did you pull something that you might be able to use for yourself? I think diving into the people within the industry, within our guests on the Farnsworth podcast, it's so important that we can get these sort of different traits of traits of success to find that sort of psychological impacts and how other farmers actually deal with it. And it might not be so silly for yourself as well. So let us know on the socials, Farms Advice, if you love this episode, give it a flick and a review on Apple and Spotify, and that will really allow other others out there to find this cracking farm yarn. So thanks for joining. We'll see you next time.